us. Pray with me. Father, we do now bless you, and God, we give your name praise. God, we thank you for another preaching, teaching moment. God, we thank you that we know who we are in spite of what it is that we may have heard about us. God, you said our name is victory. And Father, we thank you because you said in your word that you always cause us to triumph. And so God, thank you for putting us on the winning side. Father, we pray that this preaching, teaching moment, God, might encourage your people. God might challenge them. God, if necessary, chastise them, but most certainly change us. God calls it to propel us to closer to our destiny when it's done than, it w- than we were before we heard your word. And Father, we pray that he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church on today. God, we bless you. God, we praise you. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. From the just read scripture on today, Second uh, Kings, the fourth chapter, the first through the seventh verse, I'd like to share with you from just this simple message, steps to an abundant life, steps to an abundant life. You all, again, we are in the month of November. The month of November is considered the month of thanks simply because we celebrate Thanksgiving in that month. And so because of that, uh, uh, many folks are looking at what it is that they currently have or that they, you know, have in their possession that they've uh, acquired this year, things that have changed this year, and then they predicate their praise, they predicate their thank you on that. But you all, we cannot be uh, uh, taken off or or skewed in our thinking to think that our uh, blessings from God are just limited to this point in time, if we had an opportunity, if we had a timeline of your life, I'm sure that God has done some miraculous things, some glorious things, some, some, some transforming things in your life that even if in these last 11 months, you have not experienced exponential growth or exponential wealth or, or, or prosperity, you can still look over your, uh, uh, 20-some, 30-some, 40-some, 50-some, 60-some, 70-some years and be able to attest that God has been good to you. Is anybody with me in here? We recognize and understand that even if and that, you know, we've heard folks say, if the Lord doesn't do anything else, he's already done enough. We say that you all, but then we looking for more stuff. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. We, we say that, but yet and still, we're still looking for something extra. We say that, but then we're looking for a change. I, my husband and I were all walking this morning and he said, if we get another uh, thing about, uh, uh, you know, the value of our house, I'm going to know something. I said, well, how much they say in the house for? <laughs> you know, and he gave me a number. I said, well, you know, it, it never hurt nobody to look, you know, I mean, just, you know, when they tell you how much you got, I said, well, how much will be left over oh, about this month? Well, you know, it ain't nothing wrong with looking, you know, you understand. I mean, it, but it is human nature to, 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 you know, possibly pursue something bigger, something that 
fits a little better. I still tell people that we outgrew our house when we got in our house. We had a lot of stuff. Come on, folks. And, and, and over 20 plus years, we acquired most stuff. And some of that most stuff we stopped using in year two, year three, year five. I know I'm with somebody. Somebody can walk with me in this. You, you find out, you start to move and you say, where did this come from? How long have we had this? I could have been using it. Anybody tell you, say that. Come on. I could have been using this. <laughs> you forgot you had it and now you got two. Come on. <laughs> and, you, and you find yourself. You find yourself wondering. We heard Sister T when she did the prayer of declaration. When she had jobs and promotions are on the way and our receipt. Come on. Because sometimes we don't want to stay where we are based on varying, you know, reasonings. Maybe things have changed on the job. Maybe they're asking for more than they're willing to pay for. Come on, somebody. Maybe they're, you know, uh, uh, that, that manager that you can work well with has moved on. And now you got somebody who just doesn't quite understand the way that you work or you don't like the way that they work whatever the case may be is something that's going on or maybe you're just looking for more responsibility and so we look for other jobs I'm not saying that it's wrong to look for other things but what I am saying is don't forget to thank God for what he's already done don't always look for something new as if God hasn't already done enough come on in here there are folks we keep you know looking for new shoes and somebody said but there's some folks that don't have feet you know uh you, you know we looking for more clothes but then we got folks that can't don't even have the ability to put on their clothes you know so let's not forget to thank god for what god has already done for us But yet and still, there are some in this year of 2020 with everything going on. You know that being sheltered in can mess with your mind. It can cause you to feel as though God has put a pause on the blessings. God has put a pause on his promises. Is anybody with me in here? It it, it will cause you if you allow yourself to fall into that trap of thinking, that stinking thinking that the world gives us, we would think that God is not in the midst of what's going on. But can I help you out with something? I heard, I keep saying in a speech online, Last night that there are like 74 million, you know, some sort of billions of folks in the world. I think three point some billion or some of folks in the world. But, you know, and I'm not saying but as if, you know, we wanted to lose any. But think of the number of folks that we have lost to this pandemic in comparison to how many folks that live in the United States alone. If God wasn't somewhere in the midst, then we would have lost more than what we've already lost. Again, I'm not counting against the one that we've lost. We've lost loved ones in this year. But what I am saying is that God has kept He's kept his hand 
to stay for it being more fatalities going on than it is that's that we've had fatalities so don't get it twisted God is still sitting on the throne y'all not hearing me on today I said God is still sitting on the throne folks might have lost their jobs but God is still on the throne folks might be struggling trying to figure out how they're you know going to feed their families but I still say that God is on the throne how do I say that because the Bible says that God reigns on the just and the unjust don't think just just because God, you know, there's rain coming on your street means that God took a vacation. Come on in here. Don't think just because the blessings haven't run down your block this week that God must be on a hiatus. God is still sitting on the throne. And maybe it's just your time to go through because everybody in this season or in this lifetime must go through. Isn't that what Job said? That man was born of a few days and what? Full of trouble. You you gonna have some trouble in your life at some point you're trying to say what does that have to do with the steps to an abundant life you making me feel worse off than what I am because I need to give you a point of reference because we are about to talk about a woman who thought she was about to lose her sons into slavery because of an unpaid debt and some of y'all sitting there right now on bills that you say I don't have the money to pay for you sitting there right now in, in some arrears in some stuff because you fell short on your money you have more month than you have money and you sitting there saying how are you talking to me about by having an abundant life, you don't know my situation. You don't know my circumstance, but I do know what the word says. And I do understand that God can take what you got. Come on. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I need to keep moving. But God can take what you got and cause you to live an abundant life. Here it is. We hear a story about a widow woman, a widow woman whose husband, who was one of Elisha's prophets. That's what the word says in verse one, who has passed away. So she came to the prophet Elisha and she said to the prophet, my husband is dead. One of your servants is dead. And now they're coming for an unpaid debt. And in order to pay the debt, they want my sons, my two sons to go into servitude. Now you have to understand the plight of this widow back in biblical times. There are two instances where the, uh, uh, the, the demographic of people were not treated appropriately. And it was written into law that they needed to be to, needed to be treated with grace. One were orphans and the other one were widows. One was orphans and the other was widows. Widows specifically because at that time, women did not have the rights that women have today. So therefore, the men had to be the ones that, that took care of them. The women had to be taken care of by the men. The men had to make sure that they went out and they worked for the women. The men were the ones that made sure that food got on the table for the family. The men were in charge of the household. So when the husband died that left her with her two sons, now the, the caveat for women that lost their husband, but if they had sons, the sons being men could then take care of their mothers. But if they took these two sons into servitude, if they had to go into slavery, they would not be in place to take care of their mother. So it would have left their mother out there and she could have died because there would have been no 
one taking care of her. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So we're looking at this thing from two perspectives. We're looking at it from the perspective of here it is that I don't have a husband to take care of me. So I've already lost my husband. So I'm already struggling to make sure that these, these sons of mine can grow up to be men that can then take care of their mother. But now I have a plight because there's an unpaid debt that my husband could not pay. And so now it's interesting. You all, I I note the fact that they didn't come to the husband while the husband was living to get their money. Ah, the husband died and now they're going to come to this woman in her grieving. Come on in here to ask for the money back of the debt that the husband took out. So here it is, you all. Now they come and saying, yeah, well, we need our money. And I'm sure they were eyeing those strapping young men that were standing next to their mother. And we don't have the money. We're already struggling as it is. You go, you heard that in the scripture when, when the prophet asked, what does she have? But she's already struggling. And here he, they come saying, no, we need the money. And if you can't pay us, we get to take your sons. According to the law, we get to take your sons from now into Jubilee year. Come on. That's what the word says. There was a limitation on the time that they could take them into servitude. But you have to understand that Jubilee was every 50 years. <laughs> so that means that they had to go into servitude until Jubilee came up. And if Jubilee just left, then that means they had to be in servitude for up to 50 years before they could return to their mother. And so here it is. This woman comes to the prophet and says, We don't know what we're going to do. We can't pay. And I don't want my sons to have to go into slavery. Elisha being a man of God and being the prophet that he is understands the burden that is now placed on him. Notice this, you all. And and I've got some points, but I don't even know if I'm going to get to those points because this is so meaty that I, I need to kind of break this down a little bit. See, you have to understand this. Oftentimes you all, we go to God with, with our problems that we built up on our own, wanting him to wipe away the problem. You, did, did you catch that? <laughs> we, we, we take God a problem that, that we developed on our own. We conjured up on our own and now we want God to, to wipe away the problem. That, that, that's how that ties into, you know, free Louise, free June, June. You know, because we want God to, you know, pray, pray for, for Nene, you know, that he could get out when Nene said he did the do. He said he did it, but we want God to wipe that away. So Nene can come back home to be with us. No, 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 no. That's not how the law works. Just because you want Nene to be out. If Nene, what, what, what did the theme song to, to Beretta say? Don't do the crime. If you can't do the time. Don't do it. That's what it said, right? That, that, that's what the theme song said. You know, so we can't expect just because we want them to come home that you can say free them and they get free. Just like we take problems to God that we got ourselves into. Come on in here. And we want God to just wipe away the problem 
And we don't have to come on in here. I don't want somebody to hear me so well on today. That's why the scripture says in Proverbs 3 and 6, in everything, acknowledge God. In all your ways, acknowledge, consider, make him a part of your decision making. And what? He will direct your path. If you made God a part of your decision making, you wouldn't be sitting there begging God to get you out of the problem you in. Who am I talking to up in here? We've got to understand you all that God's not going to wipe away the problem if you got yourself in the problem. See, that's what Elisha understood as the prophet. If 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 the law says that if the man took out a loan or 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 borrowed some money or borrowed some tender in order to be able to do something and could not repay the debt, the law states that they had to offer themselves up, offer themselves up as a person to go into servitude to pay off the debt. Elisha knew he could not go against the law, but he still had the burden of how he could help this woman to take care of that debt. So can I help you out with something? Quit going to God with a problem that you conjured up on your own and expecting God to wipe away the problem. God gives you steps on how to get out of your issue and then you don't want to take the steps. You still want God to just wipe away the issue. Who am I talking to in here? I know I'm talking to somebody. Listen, quit going to God with your problem. If you're not going to hear what God has to say in order to get out of your problem, follow the steps that God gives you in order to get out of your problem. And you want God to just wipe away the problem. You might as well just take four seats, four of them, four, not, not, not two, not one, four, four seats and go sit it down somewhere because God is not going to just wipe away a problem that you conjured up on your own, but God will help you to get to the end of the problem. Let, let me keep going. Unless I keep you too long here. So this woman, she goes and she talks to Elisha and Elisha says, what do you have in your house? She said, I, I don't have anything. All I have is this pot of oil. If you read in Hebrew, that word that says pot means that it could be something as small as a little uh, a crucible, a little bottle of oil. That's that was what she had. So I need to help you. What's the first step? The first step in uh, uh, to an abundant life. The first step you all is to assess what you already have. That's not just in the, the natural, but that's in the spirit. Assess what you already have. My brothers and my sisters, oftentimes we're asking God for more things in the spirit when God has already given you stuff that you haven't even used. Why are you asking to speak in tongues when he's giving you the power to pray and you won't pray? Why are you asking God to have, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a measure to interpret tongues? When you won't even use the, the discernment that God has given you. We keep asking God for these greater gifts when we won't even use what it is that God has given us. You've got to assess what you already have. Again, we say, you know, if God doesn't do anything else, he's already done enough. What has he done for you already? Assess what you already have. Same thing in the natural. I just said, sometimes we forget about what we got and we'll go and we'll buy two of them. Saints, start looking at what you already got. Do you really need another pair of black shoes? I'm speaking for myself. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Do, do you really need that? Do, do you really, do you really need that? 
justified, justified, not just to you, but to somebody else who you said that you want them to hold you accountable to your, your, your spending. Not that somebody else going to be like, Ooh, those are cute. You need to go ahead and get those. Yeah, no, that's not the person. No, that's not the person you go to. You need to go to somebody that, 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 you know, throw their head up at you. What you going to do with those? You don't need that. That that's, that's who you need to go to because they're going to help you. You've got to assess what you already have. And can I just put a pin there right quick? Many people might have looked at that, 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 uh, like she did. She said, I have nothing except this, this pot of oil. She didn't look at the pot of oil as being something that was substantial. Why? Because you have to understand the, 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 the significance of oil. That oil was olive oil and olive oil in uh, the Hebrew times was essential to daily living. They used it for everything, used it for cooking, used it for their skin, used it for everything. Everyone had it. Everyone had it. However, those that could get an abundance of it, it was a profitable, profitable business. But because she only had a small portion of it, she overlooked what she had. Some of y'all are overlooking what you got because you don't think it's significant enough. Some of you all are overlooking the jobs that you got because you don't feel like it's significant enough. Some of you all are overlooking the $25 you got in your savings because you feel like it's not significant enough. Some of you all are overlooking the clothes in your closet and and won't go to to, to do an interview at at a a Fortune 500 company. I don't have the clothes for that. I, I can't do that. We look over what we got. But baby, listen, some of us are accessorizing queens and kings. We know how to make something look different. You can wear the same. I look at you, Gwen, you nodding your head. You can have a base outfit in the beginning. And listen, you accessorize that thing, switch that thing up, throw a blazer on, throw on some. Listen, you'll be the same thing all through the week. But folks will think you got on a different outfit five days during the week if you know what you're doing. Assess what you already have. Quit overlooking stuff saying it's not good enough. And, and, uh, I got to keep going unless I keep you too long. But that goes about your life too. Quit looking over your education, the level of your education saying that it's not good enough. <laughs> Quit looking over your, your work experiences and then looking for another job saying it's not good enough to get me that job. Quit looking over stuff. Saying it's not good enough. If it's what God gave you, then what you're saying is God didn't give you something that was good enough. Ah, hear what I'm saying on today. If you're sitting there complaining about what you got and saying that it's not good enough, that means that you're saying what God gave you is not enough. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because if Psalm 23 and 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing that I shall have to want. I shall not be in lack. I shall not be in need because he is our shepherd. Quit looking over what it is that you have. And understand that God has given us more than enough. Assess what you already have. The woman of God says that I I have this pot of oil. And the prophet said to her, I need you to go and gather up pots. And and notice what he said in the scripture. He said, not just a few. 
<laughs> not just a few. And, and I need you to gather, get it from your neighbors, get the ones in your house, get them from your neighbors, send your sons to get them, do what you got to do. And then you and your sons go in your house and do what? Shut the door. This even isn't even one of my points, but I'm going to say it right here. Y'all quit letting everybody in your business. Let me say it for the folks in the bike. Quit letting everybody in your business. Everybody doesn't need to know what it is that's going on in your house. Hear what I'm saying. Everybody doesn't need to know what's going on in your house. Everybody doesn't need to know what's going on in your bank account. Everybody doesn't need to know how much you make or what you don't make. Everybody doesn't even need to know how big your bills are. Just let God do what God's going to do. Notice that the, 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 the man of God told the woman and her sons to do this behind closed doors. One, because folks didn't need to know what was going on. But the second thing, the second reason that I am convinced that he told her to do this behind shut doors is because he didn't want the woman to rely on the man, the prophet, the man of God, but to rely on God alone. Hear what I'm saying in here. Some of us feel like we can't get our breakthrough and deliverance until we get in the presence of the man and woman of God. And that's the reason why some of us are still bound on today. You do realize that there is no power that I have on my own being a prophet, being an apostle of the most high God. If God was not in me, if he was not using me, if I did not have his mantle, there would be nothing. You would just see jacked up, tore up from the floor up tish. That's what you would be dealing with. But because God is the one that has called me, God is the one is the one. He's the one that empowers me. God is the one that has anointed me for this work so since God is the one that did it in me God can do it for you without me I wish somebody would hear me on today God doesn't need me to be able to speak into your life God can move me out of the equation and do it for you the prophet did not want the woman to be relied and hinged upon the man of God being present so he had her go behind shut doors so that God could work a miracle in her presence and do this, uh, uh, do this thing in her faith. So this is the second thing that I want to share with you. Not only do you need to assess what it is that you have, not only do you need to make sure that you don't look over what it is that God has already given you, but not only assess, but you got to act in faith. You've got to act in faith. She could have said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What you mean? What you mean going to house by ourselves? How's God going to do this if you're not there? But her faith was activated by the man of God by saying, go behind closed doors and take that little pot of oil that you got and start pouring it into the vessels. (laughs) Do you realize and understand that when your faith, and what did I say earlier? Your faith is not the answer to your prayer. It is the vehicle. Come on in here to get you to the answer to your prayer. Had she not been able to act in faith, I hear you, God, she would not have gotten the answer to her prayer. If she had sat there and still been begging with the man of God, no, please come to my house. Please, please, you got to come. I I need you to come and pray all in my house. I need you. Now, listen, I'm not negating. I'm not negating having the man and woman of God come to your house, come to, you know, get on the phone with them. 
let them pray. Let them agree with you in prayer. Notice I said, let them agree with you in prayer because you need to be praying as well. Amen. Glory to God. But you need to understand that it is not the man or woman of God that does it. It is the anointing that rests on them. And that anointing, that power comes from God. What you need in your house is not a person, but the power of God. She went behind those shut doors with her sons and she did what the prophet instructed her to do. How? In faith. She didn't say, well, who else? Can I get some references? Who else did this? And it worked. Who else did this that I can go and talk to them to see if what you said is going to work? Can y'all? Oh, God, help me in here. Listen, you all, we keep wanting God to do stuff, but we want to see what he did for somebody else before we try and do what it is that they did. Can you just do what it is that you need to do to get your blessing from the Lord? Because what I did might not work for you. Come on in here. Come on, Saul's armor. What armor I put on might not fit you. You might have to get up at three o'clock in the morning. You might have to fast for five days. I might have to fast for seven days. Oh, I can't do that. Well, then fast for 30 minutes, but put down the plate. Put your fork down. Pray. Get in your word. Do something to get your blessing. I know what God has mandated me to do, so I got to do it for me. But what did God mandate you to do? And have you done the first thing that he's told you to do? The woman of God acted in faith. She went in, and I can imagine that she had these tall vessels, small vessels, big vessels, small. You know, uh, uh, they were tall, they were short, they were big, they were small. All kinds of shapes of vessels that she had in her house. She got from the neighbors and she had this little thing of oil come on in here and in faith she didn't look and say oh i got too much vessel for this little oil this little oil this this gonna be a waste she didn't say that but that's what we do in our natural state we size and surmise up the situation lord have mercy we we surmise up the situation and we size it up according to our perspective and what we believe the outcome should be. But I don't know about you. I, I'm in school right now. And I look through all the degrees. And I don't see not and degree. I said and. Not and degree that lets you uh, study and, and major in miracles. So how can you measure the miracles of God. If you don't know anything about putting together. Or allowing a miracle to take place. You've got to cut that stuff out. Our ways are not his ways. Neither our thoughts, his thoughts. God can do more than we can even conceive. Isn't that what the scripture says? Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can what? Ask or think according to what? The power that worketh in us. The power that worketh. The power that worketh in us. It's not our power. It's God's power. But we sitting there talking about it as if, as if we going to make this thing happen. So we don't size it up. No, nah, ain't no need of me going ahead and doing that because I don't see how this going to work. You're not supposed to see how it's going to work. You're supposed to sit back and let God do it. That's what, huh? that's, that's, that's what a ch- choir in Chicago, the Cosmopolitan Church, uh, uh, House of Prayer choir says, step back and let God do it. We've got to stop. Trying to figure out how God's going to do it and let God 
do it. That's his job. The woman of God took, she took the little crucible of, 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 of oil and she started pouring it in the pots as an act of faith. She started pouring you all. And as she poured, the pouring never stopped. And the Bible doesn't say that she will pour it. And then when it filled up, she would say, all right, now go ahead and get the other one. That's not how that worked. <laughs> she poured. And as it filled up, the sons were there. And as they saw it filling up, they, they set up the next vessel. So there was a continuous of blessings. There was a continuum of the miracle. There was a continuation of the miracle that was happening in the woman's life. I wonder if somebody needs a continuum of a miracle to happen in your life. That means you can can't stop what it is that you do. Y'all ain't hearing me on the day. You can't just stop and take a pause for the cause because you done got weary. You done got tired. You better keep pouring, baby, because as long as you keep pouring, then the blessings going to keep coming. As long as you keep pouring, then the miracle going to keep flowing. As long as you keep pouring, then God is going to show himself mighty. As long as you keep pouring, then God going to keep showing up. You got to quit stopping and pausing in the midst of God moving and let God be God in in the midst of your problem. Thank you Jesus. Thank you God. God is trying to move. In your life. But we get tired. We, we be in church. And, 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 and praise and worship is going on. And what happens. We sit there. And we praising God. Here come the slow song. And here we go sitting down. Did the praise stop? Did the worship stop? Did. Did. Is there some place that says you only stand up on on and some of us only stand up? We say, "Come on, everybody in here, stand up." But you want God to move in your life. You won't even get up and give him praise. You won't even put your mouth on it in the corporate worship with everybody else. But you want God to move in your life. Tell me this. Why should God move for you and you won't move for him? Okay, let me keep going lest I keep you too long. My God today, not only do you need to assess what you already have, not only do you need to act in faith, but you all, you've got to understand that the abundance comes from God. The abundance is from God. Listen to what the scripture says. It says that she kept pouring and she kept pouring and she kept pouring and she saw the oil continuously flowing. And she asked, she said, bring me another vessel. And, and the son said, there's not another pot left. And what does scripture say? The scripture says, and immediately the oil stopped. <laughs> Don't you know that God knows when enough is enough in order to bring you into abundance? Ah, y'all ain't hearing me on today. God knows what is enough in order to bring you into abundance. Quit asking him for more than what it is you've already got. If you haven't already followed the instructions, if you already haven't assessed what you had, if you already are not acting in faith, quit asking God for anything else. You've got to follow the instructions that have been presented to you in order to see the abundance of God manifested in your life. The woman of God poured and poured and poured and poured and poured. And then when there were no more vessels, God knows not to waste the abundance. Y'all ain't hearing me. God is not going to waste abundance 
when there is no capacity for what it is you are asking. Ooh, that was good to me. God is not going to waste abundance where there is no capacity to receive. You hear what I'm saying? So many of us are asking for stuff and you have no capacity to receive what it is you are asking for. God is not going to allow his abundance to go to waste. So when the oil stopped flowing, the woman of God, before she made any moves and see for some of us, that would have been the end of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been the end of the story. We would have been, look at what the Lord, you would have broke out in a little bump, you know, look at what the Lord has done and then wouldn't have consulted back with the man of God to, to find out what the next steps are and what you need to do with this abundance. Come on, come on. We sit and we look and we, you know, some of us got those stimulus checks. I know I make folks mad when I talk on here. I don't even care. You were able to pay your bills. They put a stop on you having to pay rent. You were still working and you quit paying your rent. Well, I'm just going to stack this. You you took that stimulus check. Well, this extra money. I'm going to spend this. And now here it is. You still behind in your rent. You do know they were coming for their rent money, don't you? And they weren't going to wait for you to, to pay it off. Money. They weren't pushing it at the end. They want it all up front. You, you do know that, right? You had the ability to pay, but you didn't. See, that wasn't wisdom. And you looked at it as being abundance. That was not abundance. But here it is. This woman who knew that her abundance was coming from God went back to the man of God and said, you know what, 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 what man of God, what do I do? What do I do with this now? And so he said, you take this and you sell it to pay off the debt. And the rest of that is for you and your sons to live off of. Do you see, you see what God did right there? God took a little that if that's all she had, they could have died shortly afterwards and caused that little to bring them into abundance. (laughs) But many of us want to forsake the little that we have. But do you know that God could take that little and make it a miracle. God can take that less. And make it much. All you've got to do. Is have your faith activated. And follow the instructions. Of the man or woman of God. Y'all know we are not just here for our health. God sent us here on an assignment. And quite frankly. Some of us I promise you. I'm not making no friends today. Some of us. We tired of losing sleep over your problem. When you not. You just keep doing what it is you're doing, living the way you're living. And we sitting here awake at night because God is waking us up, praying your protection, praying your eyes will be open, that the scales will fall off, praying that you will, you will awake out of your spiritual slumber and see what it is that's going on. Do you all realize that God desires to bring us all into abundance? Jesus said, I come that you might have life and, and that more abundantly. The abundant life is not having stacks on stacks of money. The abundant life is not living in in, in mansions and having Uber cars that you can only drive one at a time. That is not the abundant life. But the abundant life is the life where we know how to assess what we already have. Act in faith in what the man or woman of God tells us to do. And then remember that the abundance that we have comes from God and God alone.
And because it comes from God and God alone, I'm going to put a pin right here. It means it belongs to God. It belongs to God and we are just stewards over what it is that he has entrusted us with. So my brothers and my sisters, take courage on today, especially during this time where it seems as though some of us are, are struggling. We are where we are and it has not caught God by surprise. We've got to understand and realize that God desires for us to bring him our problems. And if we're going to bring him our problems, especially the ones we got ourselves in, to follow the instructions that he gives us in order for us to get out of them. And I promise you, you all, God is faithful to perform. He is faithful to his promises. All the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. He is faithful to perform. The steps to an abundant life. Assess what you already have. Act in faith. And remember that abundance is from God. Amen and Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, our Lord God, we thank you. Thank you for this word on today. Thank you for the encouragement, for reminding us that the abundant life is from you. There's nothing that we can move and shake and hustle to make the abundant life ours. You've already given us an abundant life. And if we live it the way that you have destined for us to, then we will certainly have what it is that you have for us. God, I pray that we would yield and lend our lives over to you. God, that we would give it back to you. It belongs to you anyway. God, that we would know exactly how it is that we are to, to, to live, exactly how it is we are to move, exactly how it is we are to step through this life. And Father, we bless you for it now. We give your name praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.